This is Points North from Interlochen Public Radio, a show about the land, water, and inhabitants of the Upper Great Lakes. I'm Peter Payette. There's been a discovery in the Straits of Mackinac that could be 10,000 years old. If so, it would be a major archaeological find. There aren't that many very early sites underwater in the world. The Detroit Free Press broke this story. The site is in a remarkable place. It straddles Line 5, the oil and gas pipeline running through the Straits of Mackinac. That's where the energy company Enbridge wants to build an underwater tunnel. Lexi Krupp has more. A team of activists stumbled across this site sort of by accident. And it wasn't even what we were looking for. We were looking for more anomalies and, you know, failures in the, in the Line 5, just to see what we can see. Kelly Willis works in construction in Midland County. She and a group of friends were there to look for problems with Line 5. She's a citizen of the Saginaw Chippewa Indian tribe. But then having something like this, um, yeah, it kind of blows your hair back, you know, blows your hair back. The group hired a contractor to collect images of the lake bed with something called side scan sonar. It showed these patterns that looked like they were made by people. They were circles of stones, like perfectly divided, not like accidentally dropped there every few feet, but it looked very intentional. After that first trip, they decided to buy an underwater robot to take out on their own. It took us darn near a month to actually develop the ability to run this thing. Fred Harrington Jr. became really involved in the project at this point. He's a citizen of the Little Traverse Bay Bands of Odawa Indians and a retired computer science professor. Eventually, he took out a whole group of paddlers in a boat he calls Gmon. You guys call him a canoe. He's 32 feet long. It was this foggy day, and they could barely see 100 feet in front of them. It took hours to make it out to the spot where they'd first collected sonar images. We went down and found it. Found a circle. Uh, Found a line. That day, they were only able to collect footage for about 20 minutes. Fred says in that time, they found evidence of cultural sites on either side of Line 5. And what they found could be 10,000 years old. That's the end of the last ice age. At the time, the Great Lakes were a lot smaller. Much of the area that's now underwater, it was dry land. There are essentially these ancient landscapes that no one has seen in, in thousands and thousands of years, but they're all preserved underwater. Ashley Lemke is an archaeologist at the University of Texas in Arlington. She's done a lot of work in the Great Lakes. And she says here, remains like wooden tools and bones can survive for thousands of years because of where they are in that cold, fresh water. It's essentially like a refrigerator down there. So it's really great for preservation. And this site in the Straits that's been lying there for thousands of years, it could soon be disturbed. It's where Enbridge has proposed building a tunnel to house Line 5. While the company waits for a permit, the state has to figure out what to do about this discovery. There's this one agency that's responsible for protecting sites like this. The State Historic Preservation Office really is in the uh, hot seat. That's Ken Verana with Maritime Heritage Consulting. He's worked as an underwater archaeologist with the federal government and universities for decades. He says the state has a legal obligation to look into something like this. The first thing that needs to be done is the site needs to be documented by a reputable archaeologist. And the State Historic Preservation Office has said they're reviewing material from the group right now. 
A representative told IPR they're going to determine next steps in the coming days. The U.S. Weather Service says there will be more precipitation than usual this winter, but they can't say whether it will be warmer or colder. Some people look to nature to predict the winter. That includes looking at the woolly bear caterpillar. Woolly bears are easy to find this time of year. For our field guide today, Cheryl Bartz of Red Pine Radio sussed out whether they can predict the weather. Woolly bear caterpillars are about an inch and a half long and covered with fuzz. The head and tail are black, and there's an orange band around the middle. According to folklore, the narrower the orange band, the harsher the winter. Is this true? No. (laughs) That's caterpillar expert Duke Elsner. Woolly bear colors actually depend upon the age of the caterpillar. At each molt, a portion of the black hairs are replaced by orange, so the orange band is uh, broadest in the last stage of the caterpillar's life. So the full-grown caterpillars are going to have a broader orange band. So depending on whether you're seeing a full-grown caterpillar or a not-so-full-grown one, the proportion of the orange to the black changes. Woolly bears wander around nibbling on various plants, and when it gets too cold, they huddle under some leaves or bark and wait out the winter as caterpillars. They can even survive freezing. In the spring, they emerge and make a cocoon. They pluck their own hairs to spin the cocoon. Caterpillar just gets nakeder and nakeder as it goes until it's pretty much bare inside the cocoon. They emerge from their cocoons as Isabella tiger moths. People don't usually see them because the moths are not attracted to lights and only live a couple of weeks. So woolly bears can survive being frozen solid and they can spin a cocoon from their own fur, but they can't predict the weather. That's our show for this week. This episode was produced by me, Peter Payette, with Lexi Krupp and Cheryl Bartz. Thanks to the Glacier Quartet for music. Join us on IPR News Fridays during Morning Edition or search for Points North wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and have a great weekend.